Doing good. Fast week. <laughs> Fast week. The, um, you're leading the league in yards per attempt. Is What does that mean to you? And is there any stat that you look at individually other than wins that matter most? Um, I mean, the yards per attempt really, I wouldn't say that dictates winning and losing. Uh, more about third down red zone. I think those are quarterbacks, you know, true stats when the, you know, when the money's on the line. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as we're winning games, I could care less what the stats are. <laughs> how do you feel like you're playing, you know, on, on Mondays or whenever you go in and start analyzing how you played? A lot more positives than negatives, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good things. Uh, a lot of things to improve too. It's just, you know, December football. It's you never know which play is going to determine your season or, or that game, and just uh, you're trying to be perfect. We all are at this point, but uh, you know that's why you got to love it. You mentioned that your offense is getting more and more confident. Do you feel that way? And what do you think are what's helping you stay confident? Yeah, you can definitely feel it. Uh, guys are you know just talkative on the sidelines, feeling it. Guys are asking for the ball more, uh, so that's always a good thing. But uh, I think it just goes back to us being in a rhythm. Uh, it starts with Kyle calling plays, but just the way we're executing on the field, uh, you could feel it. I don't know if you could see it, like we'd feel it in the huddle, but there's definitely a point in the game when we get into a rhythm and you know things are rolling. You played the Titans, obviously, when you first got here in 2017. What, what just top of mind, when you think about that game, is, is there a moment of play that strikes you? You're talking the, like, Three years ago, that one? or four years ago? Yeah, geez. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the the two minute drive was pretty sweet. That obviously holds a close place to the heart. But uh, yeah, different, much different team. They're actually more similar to the Texans we played that year, just with um, Mike Vrabel being at Houston then. So some similarity there. But yeah, just much different team. But that was that was a very exciting game. Uh, mm -hmm. Tennessee this year. Did, what, what kind of challenges do they present to you as a quarterback in the chess match? They're very smart. Uh, they're just football players, though. You know, they play within their scheme, but they've been playing together for a while now, and you can tell that the communication is pretty clean between them. They really don't give you a lot of uh, easy completions, I'll say. You know, they, they like to press it, kind of get up in the receiver's face and challenge those guys, and it'll be a it'll be a good challenge for us. Those are good. They're good players. How do you um, balance the? desire to be perfect with the knowledge that you know one play can change everything in December with the need to be aggressive and bold and not be afraid to make a mistake it's the, that's the line you tell I mean it's that's part of the part of the position I guess uh, you have to I mean there's a million things that go into those decisions though the situation of the game you know what's going on who's been making plays for you the defense everything they're doing it's, so there's a lot that goes into it but you got to be aggressive uh, when you stop being aggressive I think it gives the advantage to the defense and that's when they can get after you a little bit. So we got a good mindset here. Starts with Kyle and kind of trickles down to us, but we, we like where we're at. After the game Monday or Sunday, that uh, the offense is changing. You know, just it's, it's evolved from the beginning of the season. Have you and Kyle kind of, has there been more of a meeting halfway with, you know, he's known as kind of being stubborn and this is what he wants from his quarterback. Has there been more of a kind of a melding of meeting each other halfway with what he wants and what what you want? Um, at times, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's Kyle's offense, so he has final say on that stuff. But <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, I think there's a good balance. Uh, we're not doing just the old traditional stuff. We're mixing some of the new style of football, and there's a good balance that we have right now. You know, we ran the heck out of the ball early on, and 
now we're kind of getting to more of a balanced attack, and I think that's that makes it pretty dangerous. Are you doing more stuff that you're more comfortable with and you feel maybe more natural doing? Whatever they put in, I'll be comfortable with it by the time game time comes. I've, I don't know. Being a quarterback, you just have to have to adjust. I mean, there's some plays that in the game that you've never run before, maybe, and coach is putting it in. So there's that trust factor of all right, I'm trusting you that you're seeing the right thing, and I'm going to go execute it. So there's a lot of back and forth, I guess you could say. Have you seen? Trent Williams was in here before you to talk about his documentary. Have you had a chance to see it? And if not, do you know just the extent of what everything he went through to get back out here? I haven't had a chance to see it. I heard phenomenal things about it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just, what was it, Chicago? When we were in Chicago, we stayed right down the street from uh, the hospital Trent was at. And I can remember talking to him just, that was really the first, because I knew about it, but I really didn't know the extent of it. And that was kind of the first time that he opened up about it. I mean, it's, that's, that's real life stuff. It's uh, different than football, different than, you know, everything that we're doing on a daily basis here. That's, that's your livelihood, that's your, that's your life. So, and just uh, the man that he is, having gone through all that stuff, you really got to tip your hat to him because there's not many people that could come out the other end and do what he's doing right now. You mentioned that the two-minute drive against the Titans, and I think I have this right. You should never ask a question you're not quite sure about. It's never stopped me before. Uh, but I think... <laughs> Like you were, I think you were mic'd up, or someone was mic'd up, and like before yeah. that, you were kind of saying, "Hey, this is going to happen," and then it unfolded. Given the fact that you had kind of were somewhat new here, do you remember the specifics of that and how you kind of knew how some of those things were going to unfold? Uh, specifics, not yeah. not entirely. I remember having a good feel for that defense. Uh, I think it was Dick LeBeau was the D coordinator, um, but yeah, we had a good feel for him. We were moving the ball early on in the game, and we kept. If I'm remembering this right, we kept getting field goals and stuff, and um, it just we couldn't like sustain a drive. But we were moving the ball, and so I kind of had a good feel of that going into the two-minute drive. So I, I don't remember the specifics, man, but it was a fun game. <laughs> you focused on Thursday, but Christmas also right around the corner. So, do you have plans for Christmas? You actually have off, and what are your favorite traditions? Uh, no, not really planned anything yet. Got the Christmas shopping done though, so that's a big one. Happy about that. Uh, traditions? No, just normal stuff. Uh, Christmas morning, open the gifts with the family. Yeah, just normal stuff. But yeah, this, we'll handle that when we get there Friday. <laughs> do you do any special gifts for your old life? Oh yeah, every year. I, I get a kick out of doing that. I can't give it away yet. They're gonna get those soon, but you guys will find out. And then I think there was a second part to her question about New Year's. No, oh, so. New Year's last week. <laughs> uh, New Year's resolution. Oh, New Year's. Oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know. Keep winning games. No, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out when we get there. All right. Thanks, guys. Have you seen his documentary yet? Fantastic. I mean, most of the guys didn't even know, like, that was part of, like, his story. Like, what happened, you know, the cancer and staring death in the face like that's that's wild stuff i mean and it makes sense too because like he always talk talks to the team about like playing play this game like as if it was your last snap and like it's it's real you know he's he's felt that and you know that you, you see it in his play every week that's why he's such a dominant i mean he's been dominant all along but um he's playing the best ball he's ever played so you just said that to him that my inspiration right there uh -huh. is that what you're referring to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and every, I mean, shoot, every way, shoot, he's the best, one of the best offensive players in the game. So uh, it's an easy guy to get behind.
always show so much respect uh, of him. Does it, you know, crank it up that much more when you when you realize exactly what he went through in a couple of years ago? Yeah, I mean, it's, it it just takes on a whole different, you know, perspective when somebody goes through like some because like to us he's like Superman like you know he he's untouchable he's like he's known as the silverback out there because of how dominant of a force he is but like the fact that he's he's gone through like such adversity and like his life away from football and uh, kind of making you know making it making it out and, and still playing at the highest level ever is you know it's insane. Good. Um, all NFL teams want to be physical and. Bullies and all that, but it sounds like the way coaches people talk about the Titans, they really, really want to do that, kind of like you guys. Um, do you see kind of, if not a mirror image, but kind of a similar mentality when you watch that? Yeah, I think uh, Kyle painted a perfect picture kind of in their team meeting today, showing some clips of their defense and their offense, um, and especially the entire team of how they their style that they play, um, you know, showing it, uh, playing and play out. That's exactly who they are, who they want to be, um, you know, that's kind of, that's who their coach was as a player, who he is now. Um, it just, it goes throughout the entire organization. So it's just kind of going to be one of those games where, you know, you got really strapped, strap with your chin strap tight, make sure your pads are right because um, you're going to have to bring it. Is that a good opponent to play on a short week then? That, that, that's more of a, you know, all right, you and me kind of thing as opposed to worrying about a million different little Things up, you know, outside of it. Short week when you're the most sore. Yeah. <laughs> it it only makes sense, right? Uh, from a scheme standpoint, I'm sure it's it's. Uh, I mean, that's just kind of how this this time of year is. Is teams want to run the football and uh, dominate the time of possession, field position, all those type of things. Kind of play into uh, you know just this end of year type of NFL football and going into the playoffs, and so uh, it. It, uh, it works out pretty well going in Thursday night. Just like I said, is play ball. In general, how tough do you think these Thursday games are for NFL defenses, given the soreness, given the fact that they're not fully physically recovered from Sunday yet? Uh, it's it's a I would say it's more of like a unique situation and something that you learn as you go throughout your career. Like I learned in my first season, playing on Thursday night here against the Oakland Raiders, and then going into my next season, like. You learn more as you go through it. You know, you kind of learn from the vets of how to like how to prep through the week, re like recovering, uh, taking care of your body. And going on the road is much different than playing at home on a Thursday night game. Like that kind of, you know, at home you, you more so can you get to like obviously it's different. You're at home, like you, you have your stuff to kind of use to recover and get ready for the game. So on the road it's a little different. So that's that's when you gotta gotta use the vets and guys who have been through it to. Uh, figure out, okay, what's the best way to go about this and make sure I'm ready to go come Thursday night. What would you say is the biggest challenge in something like that? I'm sorry, I said the last part. What do you part. feel would be the biggest challenge for something like that to prepare when you have to travel? Um, I think just uh, little things that make the, the biggest difference, probably sleep and hydration. You know, when you're when you're getting on a plane at any, at any length or any distance, hydration is something that's is crucial, even if it's not even just a Thursday night game, quick turnaround, I'm talking about just in general. Um, you know, little things like that go a long way in making sure that your body's alert, you know, muscles are pliable enough to, to take those hits and, and be, be explosive enough to, to make the plays that you want to make. Fred, I'm going to read something that your coach said uh, 
uh, yesterday and get your reaction, talking about, you know, recovery and sleeping. He says, I feel like we have a pretty nerdy group when it comes to after games. Huh. They make up for it in the off season, I'm sure, though. So have you heard that <laughs> quote? And what do you think? Is it a nerdy group of guys? Um, I guess I guess that's a that's a way to put it. You know, it's a it's a different group. I'll say that. You know, it's um, we we all love football. I know that we we love football enough to know that like you got to know when to uh, when to dial in and when to you know when to let loose. I guess you could say. So I guess the, that part of you know using the off season in that in that aspect of it, we know that that stuff will be there later on. Right now is the time to put your complete focus on football. We haven't had, I'm pretty sure almost nobody on this team has had a Christmas like where you're not practicing or have a game. So like we take care of business right now, then you, your Christmas will be a lot better uh, after a win than a loss. So. so Fred, you do get to celebrate Christmas this year. How will you be spending it? What are your favorite traditions? Uh, so I'll be spending it at home, fiance and a uh, little dog. Um, you know, my traditions growing up, it, we're, um, my family is very just uh, heavy family oriented, you know, being being together on, on Christmas and uh, exchanging gifts, stuff like that. So, I haven't had one of those in a long time, though. It, uh, now going into the different part of my life where I'm starting to kind of make my own family, create my own family, um, but still want to, you know, make sure get get that family time as much as possible. I'm gonna sneak in another holiday one too. New Year's is right around the corner. So, what are your wishes for 2022? Oh, uh, well, the first thing that came to mind was the Super Bowl. <laughs> so we got to take care of Thursday night first. Uh, in the first quarter, you hit uh, Kyle Pitts quite hard over the middle, and then you did this. <laughs> was, that, was that like a little mini stinger, or was that just making sure everything was so far? Oh, no, that was just me being cocky. No. <laughs> it was also I felt Marcel come in on that side and hit me as I as I hit him. So I was like, oh, Sil, all right, well. But um, yeah, no, it's it's fun out there. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, it went good. It went good. Um, you know, I was so thankful to see you know my teammates come out and support. So um, you know, I thought I thought it went pretty well. Impressed. I don't know what the right word is. I mean, I, I didn't realize the extent of the surgery. Um, I'm wondering if you got that feedback from, from others who see it, from teammates, and, and you know what what, uh, what their reactions been like. Yeah, generally, um, everybody pretty much echoed the same thing. Um, you know, I was super shelled off when it happened, so I didn't let a lot of people in on what was going on. So um, I think with this doc coming out, a lot of people who who wondered, you know, a couple of years ago and just didn't have a full grasp on the whole situation, I think this will help fill in the blanks. You say, you say in the movie that you're a private person. Um, why, why share your ordeal this way with, with the film? Um, I was able to uh, kind of see the impact that it, that it had, um, you know, with people who, around the world who were dealing with the same things. And, you know, I got an overwhelming amount of, support messages and stuff when it finally came to the forefront of what I was dealing with um, from from people who dealt with the same thing or was dealing with the same thing. So um, me personally, you know, I was happy, super blessed to get through what I got through. But um, to know that I can help somebody else get through those same rough times, 
to me, I feel like it was a no-brainer to, to kind of help, um, you know, put that story out and share, share the testimony and see who all that can help motivate. Do you, still, do you get checked out uh, periodically just to make sure everything's cool? Yeah, every six months. Yeah. Uh, right before camp. Uh, no, it's always stressful. You never know, you know, especially with something like this. Um, like I said, I had no idea for the five and a half, six years I had it. So, you know, yeah, going in to do the checks, this is a little bit stressful. Does it come across your mind at all, trapping out on the field and blocking somebody and maybe throwing a big block and having fun going, yeah, this is why I came back? You know, I definitely, I definitely sit back and, and, um, and kind of take it all in sometimes. Um, Maybe not right after a big block, but like, you know, right after we come in from warm up, so getting ready to go out there for the game, um, there always is a moment in time to where I just kind of think back to where um, I didn't think this was ever coming back. Speaking of football, you know, I, I took it for granted, and I didn't think that I would, my career was in jeopardy. So I do um, think about that often on game days, and then it allows me to go out there and kind of just play, you know, carefree because. I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically playing with house's money at this point, you know. There's a, a, a press session that, that goes by where one of your teammates or one of your coaches doesn't doesn't rave about something that you're doing on the field and how impressive it is. And I'm curious, as you look at it, are you playing the best football of your career right now? Um, I do feel more comfortable than I've ever felt. I do feel like um, I'm as strong as I've ever been. Um, I do feel like I'm as... Um, for lack of a better word, smart, I guess you would say, as far as football, my IQ, football IQ is probably better than it's ever been. So I think that that's probably accurate. I mean, as a football player, um, as a competitor, every year you want to be better than the last year. So I think that's my goal. It always has been my goal. So um, if this year is better than last year, um, I'm, I hope so. And that, but that's the plan, you know. or so, and I don't know if it had any impact. It certainly didn't hurt you. you know, George came out and uh, talked about what a, you know, what a bogus deal that was, and yeah. then all of a sudden you go up. So what does it mean to hear you know, those kind, kinds of unsolicited testimonials about you as a player and then see it translate into the top vote getter at your position? Yeah, just, um, just going to the, the, the support that I get from the locker room, uh, I mean, it's it's unreal. It's, it definitely takes me back a little bit um, to have people that's kind of that will stand on the table and argue on my behalf. Um, you know, I've I've always felt like you know I was the best in the game, but I'm not very boisterous about that. Like, I don't I don't I don't brag. It's, it's just not my type. Um, and I know <laughs> some of my teammates want me, you know, to kind of put it in people's face and be a little bit more. Um, talkative about it. It's just me personally, it's just not me. But to see my teammates and guys I go to war with, guys that I look at as family and as brothers to get, you know, take their time where they could be promoting themselves and to throw me in the mix and, to, you know, bring awareness to me, it's heartwarming, man. And, um, you know, it's, I think that's just, uh, it goes to show you why this team can overcome adversity is because we're so close. And uh, such a close knit group. Sorry. Did you 
have a chance to talk to George before or after he said that? I, I did not. I still haven't. I mean, you know, we got so much going on right now. I plan to pull him aside and tell him thank you. But I, I've always, you know, told him thank you. He's, he's always said, you know, good things about me to anybody. And uh, George, is, George is an unbelievable teammate. I mean, he's the best tight end in the world, but, you know, he's an even better better teammate. And I think from just going out here, oh, I'm sorry, not even going on what he showed, support he showed for me, but even going back years, support he shows for Jimmy, for everybody else, you know, on the team, anybody. It just shows you what type of guy he is. And, and that's why the locker room, the chemistry is the way it is. You've never faced uh, Nick Bosa in a game, and I don't even know if you've had a true live rep against him. But can you address what an offensive lineman is dealing with from your perspective, just from what you see during games and the way he plays? <laughs> You're dealing with everything. You're dealing with a guy who is, I mean, you know, and, and, I, and I try to stay out of these conversations because I have a biased opinion, but, I mean, when you look at the NFL right now, who would you take over Nick Bosa? I mean, to me, I feel like he's probably playing some of the best football that in the NFL right now from the edge position. And, you know, just I feel sorry for the offense tackles. I really do because – I've had full speed reps against him, and we go one on ones, and you know that's full speed. We're not taking it easy on each other, and he has the full, the full array of everything you would need. If you was to go in into a lab and create a pass rush, and Nick Bosa would walk out, and um, so I think that's what makes him so hard to deal with. You talk about speed, you talk about quickness, you talk about power, and then you add on the the technique and the skill and. You put all that into one person, into a body that's able to do physically anything, you get a player like Nick Bosa. And, and um, you know, it sucks for the other team. I'm glad I ain't got to deal with it. But, you know, even chips, and it don't really matter. He, he doesn't stop. His motor is unbelievable. So, you know, I feel like he's one. He is the best in the game at this point. Um, you know, I know people probably say I'm, bragging on him or I got a biased opinion, but people also a few months ago when I said that he looked better and stronger than he did before the injury and everybody kind of looked at me like I was crazy and I think it's kind of starting to unfold right before our eyes. I'm trying to think in the, uh, in, the, in the practices, did you go against his brother a lot? No, I played against his brother though. I played a, a full game against him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, don't get me wrong. It is not a huge difference between the two of them. But um, I feel like as compact as Nick is, it, make, it makes his power a little bit more dynamic and it makes his, his quickness, it, it's that more effective when it's more compact as opposed to a guy that's an inch taller, you know. It's, for them guys to play quickness, it, it really does, it plays against them with such a big body. But I feel like Nick has a perfect frame where he can play fast, he can play powerful, he can play quick, he can beat you with speed, he can beat you with hands. You know, he can beat you in any any type of way he please. So that's why I get a nod towards Nick. I know you're thinking about Thursday, but uh, Christmas is right around the corner as well. So what um, are your favorite Christmas traditions? Oh, shit, I'm looking at you. I'm like, damn. <laughs> My bad. I don't wonder what you, I thought you was raising your hand like saying, I'm talking. I'm like, damn, mask not even moving. I'm sorry, can you say again? Christmas. 
Oh, man, you know, it's hard to, to build a tradition now in my whole adult life. I've been working on Christmas, so. How about the memories from growing up? Uh, just, you know, we, I mean, we, we never, we didn't have a ton of money, so our, our Christmas was never really big. But just, you know, being able to come together with family and, and just uplift each other, give each other gifts or what have you, I think that's always been my most fondest memory. I feel like as a family, after every holiday, you just come a little bit closer. Already. Hey, Faithful, subscribe to our YouTube channel.